Everybody, we have some news today. Donald Trump was indicted for the third time, as well as the corruption in the Biden family. That's what we're going to be talking about. But first, hey, if you're looking at my left eye right now and you're like, what the crap is going on? If you're listening, then you've been spared from it. But if you're watching right now, I have something crazy going on in this eye. It only happens if I turn one way, so I'll try not to. Uh, I did get surgery earlier this week on my eyes. I got LASIK. It went great, so no problems there. The lights are a little strong in, in the studio today, so hopefully I'll be okay. But anyway, I apologize for the ugliness of the eye. It was for a good cause, though. I can now see, which is nice. Um, getting right into the show today, I'm really excited to talk about these things, mostly because it outlines something, a phenomenon that's going on in the country right now, and it's something that's got to be talked about. I want to walk everyone through what happened with the Donald Trump indictment. He has been indicted three times, but I would say this one is the most important because of how bogus it is. And he was, so he was indicted for the third time, but in this indictment, he was charged with four different things. I'm going to walk you through the four things and my defense for Donald Trump, as we'll talk about in a little bit. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I am not planning on voting for him in the Republican primary, just full transparency. Yet I will defend him in this because of the fact, because I defend people who have stupid things happen to them. Like, I don't care. I would, and I, I, I say this, maybe I'm being too, maybe I'm not being self-aware enough. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit here, but I'm pretty sure I would do this with a Democrat. If there was something this stupid that was brought against a Democrat, I feel confident that I would defend them. But in any case, with that knowledge, let's go to Donald Trump's indictment. So he's indicted again. Feels like Groundhog Day. This seems to happen like every day now. The Democrats have decided that it's just normal to indict and their their opposition. When you think of the opposition of the incumbent party going to jail or people trying to attack them with legal um, ties, mostly with within like the DOJ, everyone kind of has their own DOJ in, in most countries. You usually think of Africa or South America. You don't think of the United States. And what's going on in the United States is really scary right now. Just to put it a little simpler, you have the incumbent party, the Democrats, that are in the middle of an election right now against Republicans, which in the United States is the only other significant party. And there's a front runner that is leading by like 40 points. His name is Donald Trump. And, in, and there are, I'm going to talk about this more at the end, there are, there's a debate on whether they're doing this to bolster his numbers or hurt them. But regardless, we can't guess their intentions. Regardless, you have this incumbent party that is trying to destroy, legally speaking, the opposition so that they cannot run against you. That's scary stuff. That's what happens with like the PRI in Mexico or in Cambodia or Nigeria. Like that's not supposed to happen in the United States. So it's very scary. This is the third indictment of Donald Trump, as I mentioned before. And this time it was surrounding January 6th. And the reason why I say this is the most important indictment is because January 6th is really what all of this has all been about. Ever since Joe Biden took office, ever since January 6th happened, there's been this general sentiment on the left and this propaganda that they are trying to defend democracy and that Republicans are the antagonists to democracy. That's what this indictment is all about. There are some going through the list of what he was charged with. There are some that are just so clearly propaganda. They just put it in there, not because they thought it had any legal binding or that it was somehow going to work, 
just within the legal theory of indicting a former president, they, there's no way they could have thought this would have worked. They only put it there for propaganda so that the media could talk about it. Let's break down the four accounts and why they're total crap. Uh, and again, a reminder to everyone, I am not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm defending him in this because of the fact that I see no legal basis for how Democrats can do this. And I see a real problem with them doing this in the future, perhaps with a candidate that I do support uh, greater. And, and I'm not, let me, let me, let me, I want to talk a little bit about 24 election really quick. Donald Trump is not my first choice. If it's between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, of course I'm voting for Donald Trump. He was a good president for three out of the four years. He was president. That's a story for another day. But anyway, just getting that out of the way, I want to be transparent about my biases. First charge against him, one count of, this is according to NPR, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States. Here's the problem with this. Legally speaking, when you talk about defrauding the United States, it's talking, traditionally it is meant defrauding is financially defrauding the United States. That's what that term means. And so this is one of those charges that no one, like they're, they're not even claiming that Donald Trump did something financially irresponsible within the United States. And so they're literally taking legal terms that have actual definitions and they're stripping them of that definition knowing for a fact a judge will not support it, even a liberal judge, I don't think, but knowing that the American people will interpret the word defraud differently. It's crazy to me that prosecutors really just charged him with that so that journalists could tell Trump, journalists could tell people rather that Trump is defrauding the United States. It's not consistent with legal theory in the slightest. They're not even arguing that he defrauded them. They just said that word so that it could show that way. It just shows how blatantly partisan they are, especially in the DOJ, and how they're trying to shut down Donald Trump. Second charge I want to talk about, one count of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. So this is essentially what January 6th boils down to. Saying it one more time, it's a con they charged him on one account of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. So they're basically claiming that Donald Trump was trying to obstruct the electoral process of um, transitioning power over to Joe Biden. This is the argument, right? Did Donald Trump do this? Did he not? And this is probably what I think there is an argument to be made that Donald Trump is in the most danger with this one. Not because I believe he obstructed an official proceeding, but because it will come down to a jury. Uh, I believe a jury in Washington, D.C., so it's going to be a liberal jury. And there's a general, general sentiment, mostly because of the media and some of the propaganda that's been put forth that Donald Trump did have a part to play in like he was really trying to make it so that the electoral process couldn't move forward. I don't think though, however, that you could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Trump was a part of some grand conspiracy to obstruct this official proceeding. So I, I, I do, I do have some hope that even a liberal jury would not convict Donald Trump on this. I think it's really hard to prove that Donald Trump premeditated some sort of a conspiracy. And the reason why I say this is if you look at the coordinated effort for January 6th, it just wasn't strong enough. Just thinking logically, right? If people have a, a plan and it's as ambitious as we're going to take over the Capitol, then probably they would have more people. It would be better organized. They literally occupied the Capitol for like a few hours. Very few people were injured. One person was killed, and that person was one of the rioters. 
Leftists, on the other hand, for instance, have occupied state capitals for like months before, like a long time. And these people were generally speaking very well organized. I mean, you have to be in order to occupy a capital for months. And so if that was the case with the capital, I mean, even a couple of days for the U.S. Capitol would have been pretty extreme. It was literally like an afternoon. And so I think it's really hard. I think it's hard to prove on its own that he premeditated it. But it's even harder when you just look at the facts, like what actually happened on January 6th. And it's like, eh, like, did a lot even really happen? Like that, and, that, and that is the question. Most conservatives agree. January 6th wasn't a big deal because of the fact that it really never had any shot at succeeding. Like leftists claim that it was some rebellion, that it would, they were trying to really like take over the government. But what happened doesn't really show that. Like there was very little opposition to the rioters, yet it kind of just dispersed. I mean, one of them died. No police officer was killed. There were a few that were injured. I mean, you, we saw through Tucker Carlson's show before he got kicked off Fox News that literally he, there were police officers like ushering them in and showing them and praying with the protesters. And so I just don't see how there was some sort of struggle and how this was like some conspiracy. The third charge was one count of obstruction of an attempt to obstruct, or excuse me, that was the one we just read. One, the third one is one count of conspiracy against rights. This one is super strange. This is essentially the relation. They're, they're basically saying that Trump supposedly threatened people's right to vote because of what he was saying on Twitter that day, specifically Twitter, but a, a couple other places as well. How he was basically discouraging people for voting Democrat and there were some light threats in there. I, I don't know if Trump, what he said was very tame. Like, I really don't see how they're going to get him on an account of conspiracy against rights. Like, what rights was he taking away? And then also, what vote? Because they're saying he was trying to take away the, the right to vote. I don't know how he has that power. I don't know how, like, anyone thought that he was trying to threaten that. But even if that was the case, what vote are we talking about? The election was over. Everyone voted already. Like, there was going to be another election for four years at least not a midterm for two years, but not another presidential election for four years. So I don't know what vote they're talking about. The election was over. Um, the Trump cases are, are a little such crap and lead to a real hypocrisy, which is if you see Republicans go after Democrats, this is happening with Joe Biden as well right now. So if you see Republicans, they go after Democrats in legal ways. They are wasting time. So right now, for instance, the Republicans are investigating Joe Biden, which is we're going to talk about the later half of this podcast today. And people say, Republicans, why aren't you focusing on the right things? Why are you focusing on the opposition? Why are, why are you doing all these dumb things that the American people don't care about? They should go back to the issues that Americans want. But if Democrats go after Republicans, they are champions of justice. They are the champions of democracy. They've literally saved democracy because they're attacking Republicans. Justice, they're basically saying justice should equally apply to the weak and the powerful, which is something I agree with, but it's just really ironic because when Republicans try to do the same thing, suddenly they're wasting taxpayer dollars because, you know, they're just looking for crap on Joe Biden that doesn't exist, which it does, which we're going to talk about in just one second. So those are the main, the uh, basically the main cases against Donald Trump. The last one is that basically... They're trying to say that he will likely be charged with uh, that, that he will likely be charged with an obstruction of justice that within and a lot of people have talked about this happening with the other cases This has happened in his other indictments. Essentially, 
in the DOJ's investigation into January 6th, Donald Trump has done a few things that have obstructed justice in a way. And this is probably the one that he is most in danger of, of all of them. Because he kind of openly came out and said that he's trying to obstruct justice. But what's so scummy about it is that the DOJ is making up fake cases, which Donald Trump feels he should not have to comply with. He then obstructs justice and gets indicted. It's like the DOJ is trying to push him into this situation. It's a really scary precedent to set because Republicans can come and do this to Democrats just as easily. And I don't think they should. It's pretty scary to just to think that people can just make up cases about you and then try to make you trip up along that legal process. And if you do, then you've now committed another crime. And because of that, you may be guilty for, you know, something very serious, especially something as serious as a federal investigation into you. So this is where the true evil and corruption of the GOJ is on full display. That's what's going on with the Donald Trump indictment. But I want to transition really quick over to what's going on with Hunter and Joe Biden. One side of what's going on, and this is a little bit of old news, but it's connected to the indictment of Donald Trump, and this is why I want to talk about it. There is a reason, in my opinion, why this story and why this indictment is coming out right now. And the reason why is because Joe Biden has just hit an all-time low approval rating. And the reason why is because of the story that I'm about to tell you. So Devin Archer, a former business partner with Hunter Biden, came forward to Congress and testified about how Hunter Biden used his name, his last name, the Biden name, and his dad for his business dealings. This is a big deal, especially because it's in connection to Ukraine, which obviously Joe Biden has had a lot to do with Ukraine recently in the war there. But regardless, this is about how Joe Biden acted when he was a senator and a vice president specifically. And this broke earlier this week and has been kind of covered over by the indictment of Trump. But I want to talk about it because I believe that there's a reason why the indictment came out the time it came out. I believe it was to cover up the story. So according to NBC, this was uh, Representative Dan Goldman. He's a Democrat from New York, said, quote, the witness, Devin Archer, indicated that Hunter spoke to his father every day and approximately 20 times over the course of a 10-year relationship. Hunter may have put his father on the phone with any number of different people, and they never once spoke about any business dealings. So essentially, this Democrat is admitting all the times that they, they talked and how Hunter is talking, according to Devin Archer, Hunter put his father on the phone during these business meetings and dinners, but they didn't talk about any business or they didn't talk about politics or anything he goes on to say as he described it it was all casual conversation niceties the weather what's going on there wasn't a single conversation about any of the business dealings that hunter had and i hope people have seen the memes about it the uh babylon b came out with some really good ones you should go see them but essentially we're led to believe that hunter biden was sitting down with a ukrainian energy company for dinner it was a business dinner right he was on the board uh, not to mention that he's never done anything important in his life, but, uh, and has really no credentials to be on an energy, a large energy company board, but he's sitting on the board and then he decided, you know what, I'm just going to call up dad and talk about the weather in the middle of this dinner. I, I have no words. Like, I can't believe the Democrat actually came forward and said this happened. Now this could be true or could not be true. I, we can't say for certain, but, um, 
we can basically say for certain that it didn't happen. Uh, it doesn't actually matter, though. The reality is, is Hunter Biden is on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, or was. He also has business dealings with China. And basically what he does is he says, hey, guys, I'm Hunter Biden. Biden, like emphasis on the word Biden. Uh, I'll, you know, I've got this uh, pretty nice last name. And, uh, you know, I have a good relationship with my father. You know, he's the second most powerful man in the world. And you know what? Um, I'll call him right now just to prove to you that we have a good relationship. Calls him up. I guess they talked about the weather, uh, you know, or colluding with Ukrainian government or energy companies. Basically, he tells them that, just thinking logically, he tells the, the energy company or China that they can benefit financially from knowing him and that Biden will push forth legislation and executive orders in order to benefit them. So essentially, we have collusion between the Biden family and foreign entities. This is like almost treason. If it's true, and I do want to say, like, we don't know for sure this is true. This is on the word of Devin Archer, as well as the Hunter Biden laptop. There seems to be a lot of evidence pointing towards it. This is a big deal. I mean, a big enough deal where the FBI was covering it up in 2020 so that Donald Trump wouldn't win the election. It's clear that they believed that if this information was out, Joe Biden would not have won that election. And so th this is a big deal. We have transcripts from Hunter Biden. This is from the Hunter Biden laptop saying, talking about Joe Biden with his business partners and calling him the big man. Talking about like his cut for the big man. This is with his business partners. The committee chair, James Comer, is a Republican, said that Joe Biden joined over 20 dinners Hunter had with his business partners virtually in order to, quote, sell the brand. Which is absolutely right. The Biden family has a brand. Joe Biden is one of the longest standing politicians in our country, been a senator for a very long time, then vice president, now president. Basically, in conclusion, it's rules for me, but not for thee. The Biden family gets to cover up all the things that they're doing. They get, a, get away with colluding with literal foreign governments and companies while the DOJ covered up with a Trump indictment. And, and I'm, I, I don't want to hear anymore. I, I hear this so much from the mainstream media. I hear, well, Merrick Garland, the head of the DOJ, isn't Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't control him. Guys, Joe Biden is the chief executive. That means the DOJ is under his control. He controls it completely. And so it is naive to think that he is not, he doesn't have his hand puppeteering this. And it might not be Joe Biden himself. But it, it could be his chief of staff. It is the Biden administration that is in, in charge of the DOJ. That is why it's corrupt around the Biden family, but somehow covering it up very conveniently with the Trump indictments. Again, in my opinion, this is an attempt to shield Bi Biden, bolster Trump with Republicans, so he wins the primary and loses the general election. I've talked about this before. I personally believe Democrats think Donald Trump is the easiest to beat. That's a very logical thing to think considering Joe Biden did beat him in 2020 and a lot of the important people that Donald Trump endorsed in 2022 lost to people that Joe Biden endorsed. So again, don't, don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. I'm saying this is a very logical move for Democrats to bolster Trump. And people keep saying, oh, well, the indictments only make Donald Trump more popular. Yeah, they make him more popular for Republicans. Democrats don't care about Republicans. They care about independents. 
I have yet to see any data that supports the fact that the Trump indictments is somehow making Trump more popular among independents or Democrats. Surrounding other candidates, I've seen a lot of other things that have showed that stuff that they're doing is pulling Democrats and independents over their side. So essentially Republicans might vote for Donald Trump in the primary. And I say might, basically what I mean is almost certainly. But no Republican was going to vote for Biden. So that doesn't matter. It's the independents that might vote for Biden. Something to consider. Either way, Republicans have to get their act together because the Biden administration will continue to do these corrupt things. The question is, is are we going to bicker and be angry about it or the Republicans leader, Republican leader is going to stand up and do something about it and have a plan to do it? That is what I'm focused on in 2024. Who has a plan? Thank you so much for watching. Everyone, remember, like and subscribe below. Comment. I want to hear from you what you think about these issues. If you agree, disagree, as well as share with your friends and family. Thanks.